Welcome to the A Plus EdTech Podcast. My name is Ashley McBride, and I'm an ITF from North Carolina. And this episode, I'm coming to you from Texas and ISTE. Today was the first day of the conference, and, well, the opening keynote was at night. There's still some pre-conference events at the beginning of the day, but I wanted to tell you a few of my takeaways. I did get to record uh, an interview with one of the Ignite speakers, and that will be coming to you in a later episode. I was also able to meet up with Kyle Hamstra after he spoke during his Ignite session, which also went really well. I periscoped it, so if you check out at A plus EdTech, and you can also check out hashtag PassTheScopeEDU. Now, PassTheScopeEDU has been doing a fantastic job of keeping all of the sessions live streaming and doing a number of different interviews, so check them out. They are doing a phenomenal job, and as much as I am trying to keep up with them, um, I am having a hard time. Now, I am going to tell you, I am very, very tired right now, and I just ate, um, and I'm about ready to pass out, but I wanted to make sure that I kept my promise to you, and I recorded something for the podcast about ISTE. So one of the more powerful things that I saw today was during the Ignite sessions. Now, an Ignite session is a block of time where a number of different presenters have five minutes to present their topic. And their topics can range from things that they've done in their classroom with their students to ideas that they have to motivations. And tonight... There were four very special ones that I saw, and they were all students. And what was so interesting about them was the fact that they were so open and so honest, and some of the bravest kids I've ever seen. I mean, there were about 200 of us in that room watching, and one of them was a fourth grader, and he went up there and gave a beautiful presentation, as they all did. And the one theme that kept occurring with these students was the fact that they wanted to do something or they wanted more and we as educators or or schools for that matter weren't giving it to them. So one kid talked about how he is a connected learner and his was the first of the student ones that showed up and honestly I started to tear up because he talked about all of these wonderful things that he did. He started a hashtag, and the hashtag is be that kind of kid. And in this hashtag, he talks about digital citizenship and digital literacy and all of these great aspects that we try to teach students all the time. And he's trying to do it as a student. He's trying to be a leader in these areas. And it was wonderful. And then he goes and he says, but I didn't do any of this in school. And I wasn't given this voice in school. So he was really exercising his voice through social media. And he was doing it without having to have school there. And he's been and he did a beautiful presentation. Um, Another student was an eighth grader. And he talked about how he was a failure and that he was in a traditional school where he sat in rows of desks and tried his best to uh, do his work, but he just didn't do well. And it was heartbreaking to sit and watch this 
eighth grader look up and put a picture of himself on a projector that had the word fail across from it. And you don't want a student to feel that way. So he tells us that he moves to a different school with a different um, a different setting, a, more of a, a maker-type setting, where he worked with uh, 3D printers, and he was just encouraged to create out of whatever he had or um, whatever resources they had. And he learned a number of skills, including he showed us a picture of him with a T-shirt gun, or a t-shirt cannon that he had created. And he talks about all the many failures he had leading up to the creation of all of these items. Well, what was really awesome was how he just stopped and he said, you know, I realized I wasn't failing, that the institution was failing me. And for these students at this age to have these types of realizations, it's crazy. And I wonder how many of our students feel like we're holding them back because we're making them sit in rows of desks. And someone mentioned in one of these Ignite speeches, uh, it was it was a teacher, and I don't remember the teacher's name, and I really apologize that I don't have names for you, but again, it's it's late at night, and I'm, I'm trying to share uh, what I got out of all this. So... Um, that that person said, you know, these rows are set up just like a graveyard. They're 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 straight and they're they're nice and they and well kept and it's it's really not necessarily the best situation for learning. And I keep coming back to this, but um, I also had the opportunity when I was a part of the North Carolina. Uh, digital coaching uh, leaders network. And we went and visited the Hunt Library. And this library had just areas and areas of seating, just random seating. They had, well, it wasn't random, but they had um, seats that were more like couches. They had cafe style seating. They had benches, they had tables with different types of chairs, different size tables. They had rooms that had movable whiteboards so you could move the ideas around. They had some of the most amazing maker items that people could just come and create. And I remember I posted a tweet because I asked the guy while we were doing the interview, I said, can anyone come here and work or study? And they said, yes, you, you can't check things out or anything, but you can come and work and study. And um, I tweeted a picture out, and I remember saying, I could imagine getting some real work done here. It just, it was so, it was great for just about anybody. You could either find a little corner to huddle up in, or you could find an open area. So the more and more I think about it, the more I consider the need for us to really transform our learning spaces. Now, keep in mind, the Hunt Library had millions of dollars to renovate. But if you wanted to look at some different ways that you could renovate your classroom or your library, you can check out the hashtag MacGyver Librarianship. And there's a number of different ideas to transform old furniture or find uh, 
ways to use older items and reinvent them so that you can use them as ways to have flexible seating in your classroom or in your library. Now, I I want to I feel like I kind of got off the subject, so I'm going to back up a little bit and I'm going to talk more about these ignite sessions. So these students uh, that presented were not only talking about some of the different areas and different ways that they learned and different places that they were able to physically move around the room, but also the fact that they were able to exercise their own voice and share with the world and that they were able to exercise choice uh, by making decisions about what they were working with and, and the things that they would create and the fact that they were just creating and um they were making things and they weren't just consumers. And if you think about it, what is the quality or what are the qualities that companies like Microsoft and Apple and Google and Amazon and these places are looking to hire? They're not looking to hire someone who can sit in a desk and answer multiple choice questions. They're looking for people who can create, who can innovate, and who can think outside of the proverbial box. So we really have to stop smothering our students with tests and and with standardization and making everybody learn things that, and one comment that kept being said over and over, this is not original by me, but they kept saying, you know, why do I need to learn something that I can look up on Google? Why do I need to, why do they need to know dates? Why do they need to know specifics? Why do they, why is it that they can't um, gather that information and find a purpose for it? There's a big problem whenever we're having kids look up the date of a battle and then there's no purpose for it other than to be able to spew it back out on a test. We have to have them creating with the information that we're having them learn. And if we want, we need them to learn these bigger things and we need them to be ambitious and to be, to be pushing the social boundaries, not necessarily just sitting there and, and listening to somebody talk to them or, or even just having someone digitally push information out to them for them to remember and test on. So that is what these kids were trying to do. That is what these kids are trying to tell us as educators, that they don't want us to just teach to them like we were the knowers of knowledge or the curators of knowledge. Let them be the curators. Let them be the ones to, to put all of this information to good practical use because if it's not to good practical use, then what is the point? Is it just to be able to have them get better grades in school or to have them get better grades on the final tests that some lawmaker says that they have to pass in order to be able to move on to the next level or to make the school look good or to make the teacher look good so that they can get accolades and praise? Is that what we're in this for? Is that why we're teaching? So we can get our accolades and that the school can get awards or be named top testers, I don't, I don't see the point because how many jobs have you ever gone into where an ABCD test is what gets you to the next level? I don't think I've ever been in any, and I know I have been in a multitude of jobs, but I can't remember a single one where they sat me down at a desk and said, uh, we want you to work on tests all day long. So why are we preparing students for that? Now, those Ignite sessions, they were very powerful, as you can probably tell by the rant that I just went on. Um, 
but you, if you ever have a chance to be at a conference and they have something, a setup like this, where it's uh, students talking or even teachers sharing their experiences, and even if it's in these small bites of time, I, it's, it's worth your time. And it is worth your time to go and listen and, and hear what they have to say, because a lot of them have great and wonderful stories that will speak to you just as these had for me. If you want to see these, the, all of these, you can go and a friend of mine, Stacy Lovedall, actually was the one who recorded all of this and periscoped it. And she periscoped it under the hashtag, um, pass the scope edu. So if you get a chance, pop on to pass the scope edu, check out the ignite sessions. You can also see the keynote and you can see a number of other things. If you're really more focused on these ignite sessions, um, I know Stacy was the one who did it. So if you look her up and I'll put her Twitter handle in here, then you'll be able to get to all that. After the Ignite sessions, I was able to take a little bit of time to digest what I heard and kind of work with it and play with it. And I, I created a little blog post that's similar to some of the items that I mentioned in here. And then I also was able to just reflect on it and, and get a good idea and feel for what I had, had gained from all of that. Um, I did not get to do that yet for the keynote session. So I will be doing the keynote session in a later podcast episode. So it will be here. I just need a minute to kind of really reflect on it again. But yes, you can still go and find the keynote session on hashtag past the scope edu. You can probably also find it on hashtag not at ISTE 17. So stay on Twitter and hang around. Uh, I've been tweeting out little pieces as I can. Um, I'm also just trying to keep my head above water in some instances, because honestly, this is very overwhelming. I've jumped into a lot of stuff and I want to learn as much as I can and I want to reflect as much as I can and it is exhausting. So hang with me and I will bring to you as much as I possibly can as fast as I possibly can, but it may not be as quickly as I would like it to be. So uh, if you run over to my website, uh, aplusedtech.com, you will have the Twitter handles of um, Stacy, and I will put all the hashtags and everything that I mentioned in this episode. Oh, but before I go, one more thing. I wanted to give another shout out to uh, Sarah Thomas, whom even when I was interviewing her and talking to her before I interviewed her, I did not realize that she was going to be giving an Ignite speech prior to the keynote. So I wanted to say, Sarah, you did a fantastic job. And again, you can go online on Twitter and find that uh, Ignite speech because it was it was good. Thank you, Sarah, again for being on the show. And congratulations on the book to everybody who is in EduMatch. And congratulations to Pass the Scope EDU for doing such a fantastic job covering everything. 